Here's what's coming up on today's show. So a lot of people have a struggle with that and what their daily routine looks like and they don't feel as quote unquote important anymore because their sense of purpose is gone because their career was their purpose for a long period of time. Welcome to the Perfect Game Retirement Podcast with former professional baseball player and now financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management, Ryan Ledman. This show will help you make the right financial decisions so you can pitch a perfect game in retirement. Here's the wind-up and the delivery. Hello and welcome into Perfect Game Retirement alongside Ryan Ledden, President and Financial Coach over at Black Oak Asset Management. I am Ben George. Today we're going to take a more of a mental look at uh, retirement planning, Ryan. I know we spend a lot of time on the financial side and the money side of things, but you know, with a lot of the kind of the shift in, in our country right now, right? The focus is on the mental side, and this is such a big part of retirement. Yeah, it is. It's it's one area that's really not talked about enough uh, because a lot of times retirement is not about the math. Um, a lot of people have enough saved, or a lot of people have enough income coming in from that standpoint, but. It's okay. What do you do? And for some people, it is a very easy answer <laughs> uh, or answers. I should say plural because they know what they're going to do. They have some something, some purpose, some higher calling uh, to do in retirement instead of just sitting around. Some people don't know what they want to do and it scares them to death. So a lot of it is a, a psychological part is, is a big component of retirement. So we came across this article by a licensed professional counselor, Kate Schroeder. Uh, it was written on psych- uh, Psychology Today. It's called The Psychological Investment in Retirement. And you know, the question that they're kind of trying to answer here is, you know, your bank account is ready for retirement, but are you? So we're going to go through some of the key points from this and just analyze them a little bit and, and get to know a little bit more about how Ryan works on uh, the mental side and the psychological side with his clients as well and how this plays in the planning process. Again, we'll put this up with a show note, uh, with the show notes. So if you want to read it for yourself, you can just visit blackoakam.com. Check out the show notes. We'll put the link there. You can go through it for yourself. Also, you can schedule a Retirement Coach 360 session online now as well if you want to do that uh, with any questions you might have about what we discussed today. So I want to go through some of these key points, Ryan. Let's start off with, um, and all these are really good, and they're all really interesting, and I'm, I'm really curious what you have to say, but I'll start off with this one. A uh, few people consider the consequence of walking away from a life and a routine that is likely to find them from de- for a, define them for decades. So you know, you're in this kind of mode every day, and you go into work, and you, know, you have these relationships at work, but are you prepared for what comes next and maybe those relationships going away? Yeah. And it's, it just stops like immediately for some people. Now some people will continue to do maybe some contract work or side hustle work, whatever it may be, whatever the definition is you want to give it. But yeah, it goes from, you know, being called upon being asked to do certain things and uh, showing up at a certain time and then to nothing. Um, I recently met up with a client and I met with him. It was the first day of retirement and I, I knew he was retiring. I didn't know that was the actual day and he was beaming and glowing and smiling from ear to ear, but he's got a plan. He knows what he is going to do in retirement. So for him, it was, it was a awesome awesome morning, not like, what do I do now type of uh, mentality. So yes, uh, am, am I, and I use my dad as an example, a, a lot of this because he's my dad. Um, and you know, he, he retired about 10 years ago, but you go from being an executive to people asking you questions and 
sending you emails and wanting your opinion and wanting, you know, what are next steps to do for this, this, and this, and then you don't, you don't get any of that. It's just crickets. So a lot of people have a struggle with that and what their daily routine looks like, and they don't feel as quote unquote important anymore because their sense of purpose is, is gone because their career was their purpose for a long period of time. So I think when you start preparing for retirement, you need to start preparing for what do those days look like? You don't want to be just running errands all the time. And I do hear this all the time. Oh, I'm more busy in retirement than I was working. I'm like, well, maybe. Um, I think it's just a different shuffle of, (laughs) of your schedule. And now you're able to get those things done uh, that you didn't have time for that you had to cram in on the weekends, maybe. Uh, So it's just a shift in scheduling. But really preparing for what that next step is. Is it volunteering? Is it doing something that you've always wanted to do or try? Uh, you need to have a plan for that because, yeah, some people just don't don't like the quiet. Now, some people are like, man, I've been dealing with issues and problems my whole life at work. I'm ready to not deal with anything. So it could be the, the other extreme of people welcoming that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just that routine. You, you you take it for granted, but we we're creatures of habit, right? So mm-hmm. when you don't have that anymore, it can throw off everything in life. So interesting point there. Here's another one, kind of ties in what we're talking about already. But she says the research shows that the number one thing retirees struggle with is finding consistent, genuine, and lasting meaning. And it, I get it. I mean, I think we all kind of search that throughout our life, right? But in retirement, I guess you have more times with more time with your thoughts, so you're really kind of searching for that. Yeah, it, it is a sometimes a struggle for for people because they again that that meaning, if you will, that higher calling probably was tied to their career. And you know, as you get older, you know, life happens, life changes. Um, again, going back to my father, you know, my mom passing away before right before his retirement. So you kind of have this mental thought in your head of what retirement looks like and what you may want to do. And that changes uh, in the blink of an eye. And so you're like, all right, this whole time in my life, I've been working for this to do this. And now this is no longer what I thought it was. What is it now? So that's a, that's a tough thing for people to swallow sometimes and what to do. Yes, you can, you know, have grandkids and, and you know, it, it, my kids and my sister's kids keep him busy enough uh, between sporting events and going to different events. So that's that's great, but that only goes so far. And, you know, there's only so much golf you can play. There's only so much hunting you can do. It, it, eventually it's like, eh, okay, <laughs> yeah. now what? So that's where that lasting higher calling or power, if you will, need you need to figure that out because uh, it can be a struggle for people. And you kind of, you think you kind of mentioned this a little bit about finding, you know, finding something you want to do and kind of going for it. But, you know, that's, this what she points out. It's a good time right now to really embrace that person you want to be. Maybe you've put that off because, you know, children or whatever else is happening in your life. But now's a great time to enjoy the things you've always wanted to do. Yeah. And I kind of mentioned you can only do so, so much hunting and outdoor stuff, but Um, I feel like I've been, you know, I go on my trips every once in a while, but me personally, I look at it and say, there's so many outdoor hunts like that I want to go to that aren't cheap and would take me away from my family for several days at a time. And and I'm okay with just pushing pause on, on certain, uh, trips like that. Now I'll go on some occasionally, but I've been invited on a few and I'm like, man, I got 
you know, kids events that weekend and it's not, you know, it's really, really expensive and, you know, can I justify that? So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, that's a trip. That's a trip. That's a trip. I'm just, <laughs> I'm adding them up of what it's going to look like in, in retirement. But, um, so for me, that's some of the things that I would, I would do. I, I don't really play golf. Um, you know, everyone's like, oh, you used to play baseball. You had to play golf. I'll play every once in a while, maybe once every two or three years, but I just don't have the time. Uh, and I'm so competitive that if I don't have the time to put into it, I get all ticked off when I play. And I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm paying a hundred bucks to get pissed off. You know, it's just yeah. not, <laughs> it's not. So knowing what you want to do, just, and you're never too old for this stuff. I mean, Dave Ramsey preaches it all the time. I mean, he gives examples of people that didn't do their what they're known for until their 60s and 70s and even beyond. Um, you know, he talks about Colonel Sanders never frying chicken until his 60s or 70s. I can't remember the exact. So there's great examples out there that people just, they they kind of kept trying or plugging along and doing the things they wanted to do, and they did it. So it's never, it's never too late, um, which is a very cliche thing to say, but it's not. Uh, because you could be around for, you know, in, into your late 90s um, and still have meaning and purpose in your life. And, and when, you, when, you, when that runs out, that's when usually life runs out. Well, I'm curious if you actually agree with this, po- this point that she makes in this, uh, because I, th- I thought it was really interesting and uh, really surprised me a little bit. But she said that some people actually view this time off or this break as a, actually a more stressful period because they're not actually doing something productive or tangible like they were doing at work for many years. Yeah, I see the point. Um, for me, I guess maybe I'm not in those shoes of people who are retired. But again, keep using my dad as an example because I mentioned on the show before he lives on the property right next to us, so I see him a good bit. And um, you do see that from time to time because again, it's just it's almost like you're just checking off to do lists constantly, and you just start thinking of things that you could do that maybe if you're busy doing other things, you're like, okay, don't really need to do that. That's not a priority. Yeah. When you take that work component out of it, then you just feel like it's almost like a chore list all the time. Uh, and my dad has said that before. It's just, and he he and I like being outside doing, doing landscaping yard where we enjoy doing that, but it feels like there's, you're never done. You feels like, but in my, in my situation, I'm like, okay, I only have so much time to do this. So, okay, what's my priority? All right, I'm doing that. The rest of the stuff doesn't bother me because I can't, don't have time, can't do nothing about it. So um, it's almost like these things can add up a just giant to-do list that never stops. And it, it can be more stressful. So sometimes people have a struggle of just not doing some of those things, just taking some taking some time off and not stressing out and worrying about those things. So I do see the point of it. Um, I don't know if I 100% agree with it, but again, I'm not, I haven't walked a day in those shoes yet, so mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, those are just some of the uh, the things they point out about why it can be difficult uh, mentally and psychologically for people in retirement. So a couple of the points she makes about, you know, actually investing in this is first off, you have to be willing to do it, right? You ha- just like, you know, taking your steps towards your financial independence, you have to do that emotionally as well. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, investing in yourself, like personal growth never stops. If you have that mentality of just continuing to develop it, try something different. Um, like, I always kind of thought it'd be cool to be able to play the drums. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of completely random because 
I'm not really musically inclined, but I'm like, I can see myself doing that. I'm going to buy a set of drums one day and I'm going to take lessons and learn how to do it. Am I ever going to be in a band? No, no. Um, <laughs> you never know. Just, you never know. Yeah, <laughs> you never know. But you, you look at things like that and go, ah, you know, I just I don't have the bandwidth right now to do anything remotely like that, uh, nor do I really want to. But something down the road, I'm like, ah, that would be really cool to try. Um, you know, things that I do want to do before retirement, but like I've never learned how to fly fish. Um, I'm a big hmm. outdoors guy. I love to, I would love to do that, but never had time to do that. And I may wake up and blink and I'll be 60 and like, oh crap, I still haven't learned how to fly fish. So some things like that, that just personal bucket list, but you can constantly, your personal growth um, just never stops. You want to continue to develop because uh, that helps your brain power too. Um, you know, continuing to, to grow yourself, um, wh whether it's some other passion that you may have, but that continues to stimulate the brain and which only helps your mental health too. You know, I think, uh, Bronson Arroyo was a musician too, right? So maybe you guys could, could he was. link up and, uh, and get a band started. Maybe add Bernie Williams to the mix too. I know he's pretty, Bronson and I were talented. in the same, we're in the pirates organization together at the were same he? time. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. He used to talk about, we used to like the same type of music. So kind of the alternative yeah. kind of heavy rock stuff. He, he liked, he, he enjoyed listening to that. So yeah, he was a good mu musician. There you go. All right. Uh, one more point to, you know, just like with your money, the earlier you start doing this, the better, right? If you can engage with your psychological growth before retirement and not wait until you get into retirement, it's going to help you find that deep and lasting meaning. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that just kind of piggybacks some of the the things I was discussing me personally, um, and that could be something different for people who are listening. But yeah, you don't want to like retire then try to figure it out. I guess again, it's never too late, but the sooner you start kind of making this, not I don't even like calling it a bucket list. Um, but it's almost like making a list of things that you kind of always wanted to do, wanted to try and preparing for that ahead of time. It is, it's, it parallels right there with when you plan for retirement from a money standpoint. So the psychological part, um, it, it's come to the forefront of a lot of different areas and we're going to start doing financial counseling here, um, as well. So, you know, you see it in, um, the military, you see it in, uh, sports, um, you know, just in general, the, uh, you know, Ramsey has, uh, Dr. Uh, Deloney and he, he focuses on the mental health of people. So it's becoming more and more of a thing. So translate that into retirement and things that you wanted to do. That's the psychological part that you want to prepare for. Again, the money's usually there. The, the math is usually there. It's okay. What am I going to do next? Yeah, no question. That's the whole point of this article, which again, we'll put in the show notes. If you want to read it, the psychological investment in retirement Find it there at blackoakam.com. I want to ask you a few questions, Ryan, too, about just your personal work in this area. Um, with your clients, do you, how do you, have you seen them actually mentally prepare for retirement? Um, are they in a pretty good position typically about doing this before they reach that retirement date? Yeah, they, they are. Um, again, my, my average client age is a pre-retiree. Um, when I say average, obviously that's most of them are kind of knocking on the doorsteps of retirement within the next, you know, seven years or under. Uh, but obviously I do have some retirees as well. And, and some, there, there hasn't been many cases, but the, the, there's been a few that we knew exactly like, Hey, you can retire. But then we had to push the pause button a couple of times just because it's like, I, I don't know what's next. And so we would talk about those things. And sometimes it, like I said, being a financial advisor, a lot of times you're a 
psychologist, psychiatrist, marriage counselor, you know, all <laughs> rolled up into one without the licenses on the wall. <laughs> but right. it is a big part of it. And a few times we had to push the pause button because they just weren't sure like, Ugh, you know, I don't don't think I'm ready yet. Don't think I'm ready yet. So don't force it if you don't think you're ready yet. Uh, the good thing was they knew the math side of it was there. So that was just a big portion that they could check off saying, okay, we're good from that standpoint, but what am I going to do next? So it took some, a few sessions and questioning and prying some of those uh, answers out of those questions that I would ask. And we got to a point where they felt like they were finally in a good spot, but it, it, it had to move back about a year and a half. And it was mainly because of what's next. Yeah, that's interesting. So I guess it's a good point just to make that yeah, there are people that struggle with this, right? So if you are in a position where you feel like you're struggling to to figure out what you want to do, what the meaning and the purpose of your retirement is going to be, you know, you're not alone. So that's a role that I know that you play as you've kind of laid that out, Ryan, but you know, rely on your advisor, right? I mean, that's somebody that you can trust to help you through that. And if you're not ready to to walk away from work and, and, and to try that that next chapter, like you said, you can put that off and wait and, and you're happy to work with someone on that. Yeah. And even some of the clients that we work with who want to retire early. Great. That's a great goal to have. Some, some people that are around my age in their mid forties and they want to retire early. I'm like, okay, awesome. But you know, one, we got to make sure we're saving enough because that's a long time that you're going to need to pull from your investments. And, and some people may do side hustles, if you will, or some of those things that they were wanting to do. But some people who just want to retire early and be done with work who don't like work, you really got to start asking that. You really got to start asking those questions saying, okay, but what are you going to do? I mean, you may be on this earth for another 40, 45 years if you retire early, maybe in 50. What does that look like? Uh, so that's a question that some people just, they, they think in their mind, I don't want to work forever. So I want to save whatever, $2 million, $3 million and retire early. Okay, great. Let's set a goal. I can do that all day long from a, from a number standpoint, but what are you going to do with yourself? And some people don't know. If you need help with that again, blackoakam.com. You can schedule a retirement coach 360 session online now. If you have questions, Ryan's happy to answer them. If, uh, you know, if you just want to discuss what we've talked about and and kind of just uh, go through your meaning and purpose and the the mental side of things, again, you can always call Ryan as well at 470-508-0508. I got a couple of good questions in the mailbag um, this week, so I want to run through a few with you, Ryan, if you have a few minutes here. Yeah. Uh, first up, let's start with Harold. He says, I'm 60, almost 60, and don't have any money in Roth IRAs. Should I be converting some IRA money to Roth for the next few years? So great question. I, I am a fan if people who've been listening to our uh, episodes before, I'm a fan of Roth conversions, especially when the federal government starts throwing around ideas that they may limit or cut off. Uh, Roth conversions. Now that has, that is not law. So don't run to your advisor now and start doing Roth conversions like crazy. However, it's been discussed. Uh, it's been discussed that, Hey, maybe they'll do Roth conversions and phase it out over the next 10 years. So if it's been discussed, they are tossing it around as a potential idea of closing that, um, window, if you will. So, uh, if you don't have any Roth money, um, Harold, uh, it, it a lot depends on where your income streams are going to be coming from. 
Do you have a pension? Do you have social security? Uh, do you have brokerage account money that you can pull from uh, other than just the, the just the IRA? Now, Harold, one thing to look at is you, ha- you have RMDs, uh, required minimum distributions that are going to have to start taking place at age 72, which obviously is in 12 years for you, uh, or almost 12 years, maybe a little over. But is there a plan if you have the income streams coming from elsewhere it may benefit you hey let's make a plan over the next 12 years if it's still a thing to do roth conversions but hey let's try to convert as much over as we can over the next 12 years so when you get to 72 and you have required minimum distributions maybe there's only a small amount in an ira maybe there's nothing in there and you have no rmds and then that money just grows tax-free forever so there's a lot of planning opportunities there, Harold. Uh, you want to know what your tax rates are. You know, if you do convert $30,000 a year, what does that actually cost you in tax dollars from a federal and state tax standpoint? So a lot of good questions to, good question to ask. Uh, there's a lot of what ifs, but um, in general, I am a huge proponent of Roth conversions just because we don't know where tax rates are going to go one day. And if they're higher, you would have wished you would have done that conversion now. So, and if the, if taxes stay the same or lower, okay, so what? Then you get tax-free growth for the next 30 years of your life, uh, Harold. So, you know, is, is there a small downside of maybe paying a little bit more taxes? Yeah, but then you get that tax-free growth and flexibility for a long period of time. So definitely consider it, Harold. Thank you for the question, Harold. Next one comes from Donald says, I'm not retiring for a few years. But I'll be 62 next month so I can start my Social Security. Should I go ahead and start it and use that extra income to get my house paid off sooner? That's a great question, too, uh, Donald. Again, a lot of what ifs. But one thing to remember, so I'm all about going through retirement with no debt, paid off houses. I think that's great. If Again, if you have other assets and other income streams that – taking or declaring that benefit at age 62 if that goes to help pay your house off sooner and it's only in a few years that it helps that okay maybe that's a maybe that's a good idea uh just think long term too donald you know at at 62 i've had people that have taken that benefit at 62 and then they get to in their you know mid 70s and they're like oh man i really wish i wouldn't have taken at 62 i wish my benefit was you know 30% higher than it would be if you took it at full retirement age. So a lot of things to consider there, but if you want the peace of mind that it's going to pay your house off early and you have no debt whatsoever, and again, you have other assets that this social security is not your main driver of your income, then yeah, I'm I'm okay with it. Uh, But really, really consider what the government is guaranteeing and benefit the longer you wait. So that's something to really consider and kind of crunch the numbers and do the math on that. So it could be a benefit, but really know what you're giving up in the long run just by taking it now and paying off that uh, mortgage, which again, I'm glad that you're intentional about it. So that's why I'm not real. uh, If you told me, should I claim it at 62 just to go ahead and get it? Uh, Because the government don't do that. That's not a reason (laughs) to do it, but to pay your house off, that's really something to consider, Donald. 
Yeah. Great question, Donald. I think we have time for one more. Uh, I've got one from Elizabeth says, I'll be inheriting about $250,000 after we settle my mom's estate within the next few months. I could use this money for a lot of different things. I could pay off some debt or maybe save it for my own retirement because I don't have as much saved as I should. But part of me feels uncomfortable with using my mom's life savings to clean up my mess. Do you have any suggestions for how to navigate this? Yeah, I do. I mean, don't look at it as, as a guilt thing or like, okay, my mom didn't. She, it's a gift. She gave you an inheritance uh, for uh, sometimes for a reason. Some people are very intentional in, in leaving a gift of inheritance to their kids. Um, and I think they would want you to, like you say, clean up your mess. I mean, if there's debt, absolutely. I would get rid of that debt first before you do any investing. Again, that kind of Dave Ramsey principles there. But if you got consumer debt, pay it off, be done with it. And it's like a new start. Just be intentional moving forward that you don't get in that situation again from a debt standpoint. But $250,000 is a lot of money, but it's also not a lot of money. It's If you're intentional with it, it can do good things for you in the long run, but it's not like life-altering money that you know, you can just stop everything that you're doing and just kick your heels back and, and enjoy. But if it gets you going in the right direction, absolutely pay that debt off, whatever you have left over, make sure you have a, a good size emergency fund so we don't get in debt again. And then anything above and beyond that, then I would invest. All right. Great question. If you have one for us, send it in to us, blackoakam.com. That is the website. And again, you can always schedule your retirement coach 360 session online right there through the website. All right. That'll do that. Do it for us on this episode. Ryan, I know the psychological approach is an important part of retirement and you have to invest in that as much as you do with your money. So thanks for taking us through this. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to Perfect Game Retirement. Please hit subscribe. Another episode coming in a couple of weeks and we'll talk to you then. The Perfect Game Retirement Podcast is brought to you by Black Oak Asset Management, serving the greater Atlanta area with offices in Alpharetta and Macon. The show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Perfect Game Retirement to find us. You can also visit blackoakam.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Ryan Ledner, and to learn more about how to pitch a perfect game in retirement. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Please consult with a qualified professional before taking any action. Securities and registered investment advisory services offered through Silver Oak Securities, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Black Oak Asset Management and Silver Oak Securities, Inc. are not affiliated.